Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Today, as we do once a month, we're glad to connect with the fine folks from the Colorado Department of Transportation. You know, if you're listening to this and you're out there driving, you know how important ZDOT is to maintaining our roads and keeping them safe for the traveling public. So today we have two guests on with us from CDOT. Amber Shipley, the Region 2 Communications Manager, is going to talk to us about some of the projects going on in Southern Colorado. Amber, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Shannon. How are you today? Just great. And we also have Sam Cole with us, CDOT Safety Communications Manager. Sam, welcome to the show. Nice to be with you. Let's start with Amber. Amber, uh, is a lot of activity going on in Southern Colorado and certainly right here in the heart of Colorado Springs, we're seeing some of that activity. We're going to be getting to that project in a bit as we talk about some of the projects. But let's talk about uh, the Sinton Road Trail issues related to I-25. Uh, tell us what's going on there. Sure. So it's a part that the the driver in a car is not going to see, but underneath um, I-25 there at Elston Street, there is a Sinton Trail that a lot of bicyclists and uh, people on foot use uh, to get from one place to another. And CDOT worked really closely with our uh, partner SEMA Construction and the bicycling community so that we could keep that trail open as we did that work under I-25. Um, uh, to keep that trail open because the um, detour route is a little more significant, a little bit longer for them. So we worked with them to do that. What we've seen, unfortunately, is that our flaggers and construction staff have been uh, consistently ber- verbally abused and um, threatened by some of the cyclists using the path because they've been inconvenienced. And, you know, that could lead, unfortunately, to closing the trail until the project's done at the end of 2025. So we're really encouraging um, our bicycling uh, groups, individuals to, you know, practice some patience and treat people with respect and obey uh, the flaggers because they're there to escort them, make sure that they're safely getting across the road um, on that trail. Now, one thing we do have coming up on the 21st, there will be a 21-day closure. That's a safety closure because of some of the work that's going on. So it's safety critical. We have to to close it. I'm sorry, that's starting on the 14th. So on Valentine's Day, uh, we'll be closing the trail for 21 days um, so they can put in some vertical panels and it wouldn't be safe for anyone to be traveling under there at that time. Our goal is to open the trail back up after that. But again, it's all reliant on how our flaggers and construction staff are treated because their safety is critical to CDOT as well. Do the bicyclists uh, not realize that, uh, you know, this closure is is necessary and they could, if they venture uh, too far afield of the detour, they could end up uh, putting themselves at risk? Well, you know, I think we all get in a hurry and we all want things to go just like it did yesterday. And during a construction project, normally this trail would have just been closed. But again, we recognize that the bicycling uh, community in Colorado Springs is very active and very important. So we wanted to provide that, um, you know, courtesy to them by keeping it open and having flaggers to assist with that. So I don't think they're they're totally getting that we're there for their safety. Um 
but you know it is unfortunate that some of them have uh, taken to threatening or just you know verbally abusing the staff that are on site okay so the if if this continues on uh, bike, bicyclists and pedestrians be warned that uh, this may end up resulting in a full-on closure and we'll make sure that we monitor that with uh, the staff at CDOT, including Amber Shipley. All right, uh, so Amber, let's continue on. Let's talk about the project uh, that is uh, part of this all, which is the I-25 Garden of the Gods Road to Fillmore Street uh, construction that's going on. Tell us what the update is here. So visually, most drivers on I-25 have probably seen the drainage pipe that's been set out along uh, the the western half of I-25 there um, as they prepare to ensure drainage coming down the hill um, is channeled off of the roadway and into appropriate drainage ditches. Uh, So that's part of what you'll be able to visually see. The rest is occurring down below on Elston Street where that bridge will be uh, eventually replaced. And, and so uh, have you seen drivers, because it is a slower uh, speed limit through that zone, have you seen s- drivers uh, obeying that and, and being very cautious and careful going through that stretch? You know, I think some do, but there's always um, some rogue drivers that, that want to go too fast. Typically, it flows down through there just because traffic tends to build up, which is why we're doing the project to add those auxiliary uh, acceleration and deceleration lanes so that it kind of eases up um, the the amount of traffic um, condensed to those two lanes um, each way. But, um, you know, at different times of day, you'll see people exceeding the speed limit, which um, can put themselves in danger because there are barricades that have narrowed the shoulders and make it a little less safe if they're going too fast. Okay, so uh, that's what you can expect uh, in the weeks to come. Uh, when will we see another big change there? Do you have any uh, prediction uh, or timeline on when that could happen? I don't have anything yet. Um, you know, as we move towards summer, obviously, um, you'll start seeing a lot more activity because a lot of the work that can't be done in the in the cold months will be able to be done in the, the spring and summer. So, Um, As soon as I know what changes are coming, I'll be sure to let you know. Okay, but the idea is to keep three lanes open in both directions, right, the entire time. That's good. Yeah, that's the goal. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, there may be times where we have to limit, um, you know, shoulder lanes or that, et cetera, um, during certain parts of the project. But our goal is to keep as many lanes open as possible to keep traffic flowing smoothly. Well, before we go to break, uh, Amber, could you fill us in on what's going on with the Colorado Highway 115 project that is also in your region, Region 2? Absolutely. So, um, you know, they're doing as much work as they can. Obviously, that's in kind of a, a little valley area and it's colder along there. So some of the work is having to wait until the warmer months. But right now they're working on some drainage pipe installation, guardrail installation, some slope grading. Um, and they're just waiting for the warmer weather for any paving that they have to do. So you'll see some periodic lane closures between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. for any safety critical work during the project. But again, you know, we, we want to keep the roads open as much as we can, but when they need to close a lane, they will um, to ensure their safety and our driver's safety. 
Okay. Well, we uh, are talking to uh, the people from Colorado Department of Transportation, Amber Shipley, who's the communications manager, updating us on all the projects in our region, Region 2. And also we'll be talking a little later with Sam Cole, who's the CDOT Safety Communications Manager. We need to take a quick break. When we come back, MAMSIP, what's the latest? That when the extra continues. We're back with the extra and our conversation with Amber Shipley continues. Uh, she's filling us in on some of the projects that are going on around the region with CDOT, uh, construction projects aiming to make things easier for you to get around by car, uh, by truck, what have you, um, even by bicycle we were hearing earlier. Uh, so MAMSIP is the project uh, that involves a multitude of projects involving military facilities and access. So uh, can you tell us once again what the title stands for? MAMSIP stands for what, Amber? It's Military Access, Mobility, and Safety Improvements Project. So hard to remember that, so easy to remember MAMSIP. Okay, let's talk about (laughs) what's the latest. Love our acronym. (laughs) What's the latest going on with that? Sure. So if you've been driving northbound I-25 from, you know, like US 85, 87 Fountain to South Academy Boulevard, you've been enjoying the newly um, cement paved road and new guardrails and the much wider shoulders allowing, you know, if you have to pull off, you have a safe place to do so. Um, But that work still continues to get um, the southbound direction open. So you have probably noticed they're moving Um, a lot of those barricades preparing for detour removal. And so we'll see work through February and March as they begin doing some grading and drainage and installing the median barrier that will be necessary between the northbound and southbound lanes there. So you can expect some nighttime lane and ramp closures as we continue that project, but we're getting close to being, um, you know, able to see the fruition of, of that portion of the project done. But as you get um, to South Academy Boulevard, we're really, they're really working hard on those bridges that they're installing. And in mid-March, we're going to see um, kind of a unique uh, temporary detour of I-25. I, this will most likely be nighttime where we channel people off on the um, exits because they'll be setting the girders for some of the bridge. So. Um, another big milestone in that project will be going in just in the next month. And and so that would affect uh, overnight drivers. uh, But some of that work, uh, I'm guessing, will be done in the early morning hours. How much of the morning commute do you think could be affected? You know, typically they try to finish things by 6 a.m. when we're talking about um, the Colorado Springs area, especially when it uh, affects commuters. But a lot of people go into military access, you know, they're out there. So I would definitely allow yourself an additional 15 to 20 minutes on those days when we announce those closures in mid-March because you'll be using those um, those exits to get off the highway, back on the highway, go down to Lake, Circle Lake, and make a turn and come back to get where you need to go. So it's a little bit out of the way. So you're adding, you know, at least 15 to 20 minutes to your commute because of that. And this is an instance where you really need to also be uh, slowing your speeds and following those posted speed limits because I, sometimes I, I think people think that they can go, 
you know, still the same speed limit. Uh, and then when they're in that construction zone, things can get really hairy very fast uh, because of all the detours and changes uh, to lane configurations people might be experiencing. Absolutely, especially when it's a lane configuration you're not accustomed to. Um, you might need to make a left curve and you're just not prepared for it if you're going too fast and not expecting it. So we really encourage people to adhere to those speed limits, especially in construction zones, because it's not just for our construction crew safety. It's really about narrowed lanes, um, unexpected changes to the roadway that we want you to remain safe as a driver as well. So the bridges that are getting replaced over South Academy Boulevard, is that because of aging or is that because the project uh, had to be built and they, they, you just figured it's time to replace them, we might as well? I mean, what, what is the reasoning behind the bridge replacements there? Yeah, a lot of the bridges were put in when the interstate was developed back in the 60s. Oh. Um, so it was just, you know, high time, especially with um, as, as more drivers are on the road trying to allow a little bit more space over those bridges so you have room to pull off if necessary. So you'll see that on all the new bridges through, um, you know, downtown Colorado Springs in Pueblo. You'll see as they put in the new bridges, they have those wider shoulders so that if um, an emergency occurs, there's room and it's not congesting traffic or causing a collision. Now, the part of MAMSIP is also the South Academy Boulevard Widening Project. And, and tell us where we stand with that. Sure. So El Paso County Department of Public Works and their contract partner, SEMA Construction, have been uh, working to widen a, about a one-and-a-half-mile section of South Academy Boulevard from two lanes to three in each direction. And that's really to alleviate the congestion that we see um, on our commute in that area. So they're working on uh, the Bradley Bridge widening and the foundation installation, working on asphalt removal, uh, drainage work. There's just a lot of things that go into to working on that widening. Um, you're still experiencing when you drive through there the fact that they're working on the mitigation of that bridge over Fountain Creek, which uh, they noticed some damage to uh, the scour, which is when the water rushes up against the pylons. It washes out. So they're they're working on repairing that so that um, those lanes become safe and we can open up all lanes over, um, you know, up South Academy Boulevard there over Fountain Creek. Right now you're still experiencing those uh, changes. Okay, well, MAMSIP, Military Access Mobility and Safety Improvement Project. See, I can say it just fine when it's right in front of me on the screen. Uh, but uh, hey, Amber, <laughs> Amber Shifley, uh, how can people get updates on this project and others that CDOT has going on? So if they go to CODOT.org, um, all of our projects, they can click on the project link and go to Southeast Colorado. Um, they can even look by county and see the many, many projects that CDOT has going on throughout our state to make roads um, more drivable and safer for the traveling public. They can also use CoTrip, which is an app and a website. Um, the app's great on your phone um, to plan your trip to ensure there aren't any road closures or lane closures. You can kind of come to see what you're going to expect. And it even has the cameras on the road, so you can look and see what does the snow look like over Monument Pass right now if, if it's a snow day. So you can decide, do I really want to make that trek to Denver or to Castle Rock? 
Fantastic. Well, Amber, uh, thank you for joining us. Stick around. We're going to be uh, wrapping up with you a little bit later on. Uh, We need to take a break here. When we come back in our next half hour, we're going to be talking to Sam Cole, who's CDOT's Safety Communications Manager. And we'll be talking about some of the important enforcement uh, directives that they have, especially for these busy holiday weekends. And we'll also talk about speed and why it's so imperative that drivers slow down out there that when the extra continues we're back with our guest today from the colorado department of transportation cdot and we've been talking to amber shipley who's the region two communications manager about some of the projects out there but right now let's uh, focus in on safety uh, C- cdot safety communications manager sam cole is joining us now on the krdo newsline and sam uh, safety is a huge mission of the colorado department of transportation why well, it is. It is our, our number one priority just because we see so many crashes on our roadways that involve death and injury. You know, it is a, it is a real crisis that's happening. Everybody knows that. And we all want to come together to prevent it. So, um, and there's a lot that can be done, not only from road design, but also from trying to get people to change those, those behaviors that are causing so many crashes on our roads. Well, we just wrapped up with Super Bowl weekend. We know you had a DUI enforcement uh, effort going on over that. And there's another one uh, we expect for the upcoming President's Day holiday weekend. So what is it about these enforcement efforts that when they're so concentrated on catching people who may have indulged and imbibed and uh, been on the roads then, what is it that you're trying to do with these? Right. Well, as everybody knows, CDOT is not an enforcement agency, but we do um, provide funding um, to law enforcement, including state patrol, um, city governments, uh, local law enforcement and sheriff's offices across the state to do high visibility enforcement, um, mainly around uh, speeding, impaired driving and that sort of thing. And and it is really, really important because we see a, a, about a third of the crashes of the fatal crashes on our roadways involve an impaired driver every single year. So impaired drivers um, are a huge threat to everybody on the roads. And that's why it is a priority for law enforcement and it's a priority for CDOT. And we tend to see these um, sort of crashes, DUI crashes spike during holiday weekends. And we just finished up the Super Bowl weekend. Uh, lots of, uh, unfortunately, people arrested for DUI during that weekend. But then we have another long weekend coming up for President's Day. So there'll be another high visibility enforcement period involving probably 60 to 70 law enforcement agencies across across the state. Um, so all told, we're looking at 20 days of high visibility uh, law enforcement being out there trying to get those impaired drivers off the road before they before they injure somebody. When you're talking about impairment, uh, it, there's uh, not just the ignoring of the uh, rules of the road, but there's also uh, the possibility that these impaired drivers are going much faster uh, than the laws allow or that they would normally be going, right? Yeah. I mean, what goes first uh, when you are impaired is your judgment. And that's why um, you, as somebody who's sober, it might be a friend, that's why you need to have the, ju- the proper um, judgment and get your friend not to drive impaired. But 
And for some reason that that impaired driver gets on the road, they lack judgment of their own speed. They lack um, judgment um, to actually um, drive well. And that gets them into a lot of trouble. So we see speed, not wearing seatbelts, um, also happen when somebody is driving impaired. So they're making bad decisions all around. We've uh, talked with you in the past about strategies uh, for uh, talking to people who, like you said, lack that judgment to make uh, proper decisions about their ability to drive, uh, about talking to them about pulling over or getting, uh, giving up their keys. What would you say are some of the strategies you would suggest? Well, always make a plan before you go out. If you know you're going to go out and have a good time, awesome. That's great. Want everybody to have a good time. Just make a plan. Um, it's much harder to um, get yourself into a situation where you're impaired and then have to get out of it. Um, so plan for that sober ride home. Who's going to bring you home? Or are you going to take mass transit? You can take a ride share. Um, that way you don't have to worry about it because Nobody wants a criminal record, and this is a crime. Impaired driving is a crime. Um, you will um, pay upwards of $13,000 in fines and penalties. You lose your license for a certain period of time, and um, you know, you've got a criminal record that you have to deal with. So, um, boy, you just don't want to get yourself into the situation. There's so many ways to stay safe. It's so preventable. Yeah, these rideshares have made things uh, much easier. And you talked about the uh, consequences, and that's just within the courts of law in Colorado. I mean, a lot of employers nowadays, they will, you know, adjust your employment. Maybe even you'll lose your employment if you get a DUI. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, a DUI will... um, not only talk about your your current employment and possibly losing your job, but um, it really um, inhibits your ability to find a new job. If you're if you're out job searching and uh, they see that on your record, um, there's a lot of people that just won't hire you. Right, and not to mention the possible uh, injury or loss of life that you could cause someone else, just some innocent other person, either in a car or standing on a roadside. I mean, the danger of that is compounded as well. That, that's right. That's right. That is why we do this. And, um, and I use the term high visibility enforcement because high visibility, we want everybody to know that law enforcement is out there. Um, they've got op- additional officers on duty. They have saturation patrols in certain areas of towns because we want to prevent impaired driving. That's why we want everybody to know that law enforcement's out there in, in big numbers. Um, so make a smart decision. Um, you know, in the end, law enforcement doesn't want to arrest somebody. They'd rather have somebody make the right decision, whether it be buckling up, whether it be staying off your phone, speeding, impaired driving. Um, they, they would much rather not give you a citation or not arrest you for any of those things um, if you would just make the right decision before you got in, when you got into your vehicle. Sam Cole is CDOT's Safety Communications Manager joining us here on The Extra. We need to take a break here, Sam. When we come back, we're going to be talking about speed and why, especially during the wintertime and with our conditions, it's something that you really need to obey those speed limit signs. That when The Extra continues. 
We're back with the extra, our show connecting you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Once a month, we talk to the fine folks from Colorado Department of Transportation, CDOT, who are keeping our roads safe and navigable. And Sam Cole, the CDOT Safety Communications Manager, is joining us. Sam, before we go to the serious subject, we're going to talk about uh, speed. Recently, uh, NHTSA came out with a directive that I think is taking uh, for me a little bit of the fun out of driving. I no longer can you post those uh, somewhat humorous signs, but very effective signs that we had on the highways, uh, reminding people of of following various laws. And I know for Super Bowl Sunday, you probably had uh, some great ones created and lined up, right? Yeah, I mean, this this news is is, is getting a little uh, misconstrued. Um, it's really just guidance that we're getting from the, the federal agency NHTSA um, telling us just to tone down a little bit. You know, a lot of these messages should be serious. We're talking about death and injury and safety on our roadways. Um, some other states, it's really not necessarily Colorado, but some other states have really gotten carried away where they come up with these jokes um, that relate to traffic safety um, or pop culture references that rep- that that mention traffic safety as a way to remind people to drive safely. And it's funny and humorous and all that. But in the end, we I do understand where the feds are going on this. They want to make sure we're just not... Um, um, you know, getting too far astray with these traffic safety messages on our roadways. So don't worry, Shannon, I'm still going to be creative, a little humorous. I'll keep you entertained, um, but um, I may tone it down a bit. Okay, okay. The message is still the same. Uh, keep keep the speeds low. Uh, uh, do not drive impaired, things like that, right? Don't tailgate. That's, yep. Yep. Okay. Let, let's talk about uh, keeping those speeds within the limits. Uh, what is it, do you think, that leads people to think that they can be driving in such excess speeds? I mean, we saw that YouTuber who, for some reason, thought, oh, I can post this video of me going in 20 minutes from Colorado Springs to Denver. Right. Well, who was that YouTuber? It was a young male. Young males tend to think they're invincible. They don't understand that, um, and they tend to do stupid things. They don't understand that um, things, doing things like that can get you killed. Um, and there's such an oversense of confidence when it comes to speeding amongst pretty much everybody on the roadways. Um, you're going 5, 10, 15, 20 miles per hour, the speed limit. We see it all the time, and speed is um, one of the top causes of, of crashes, especially fatal crashes in our state. We do need people to slow down. If everybody just went to the speed limit, we would save hundreds of lives every year in Colorado. And and so you're trying to get the message out that it's not okay, there's no grace period or grace uh, range to go 10 miles over the speed limit. Speed limit is the speed limit, right? Yeah, it's... <laughs> It is the law, and um, you know the state patrol actually just had um, uh, put out a press release uh, a couple weeks ago about you know can you really go five miles per hour or ten miles per hour the speed limit and and get away with it and you know what speed limits aren't suggestions they are the law and people really need to obey them. What do we know about the impact of accidents uh, when you're talking about uh, higher speeds? I mean, uh, for every, you know, 10 miles over the speed limit, I mean, how much does that increase the force uh, and the potential for injury on an accident? Right. 
Well, vehicles are not designed to protect you um, above about 50 miles per hour. So just remember that. Um, even with your seatbelt on your airbags, um, if, you, if you're in a, a severe crash going over 50 miles per hour, um, that car is going to have a hard time keeping you alive. And that's why, you know, people really need to think twice about excessive speed because you're so much more likely to die or even be seriously, seriously injured. I mean, we're talking about permanent brain injuries for the rest of your life. That is not uncommon. And um, just not only dealing with the, the sadness and the tragedy behind that, but also the expense. I mean, one of the top causes of um, bankruptcy among families is healthcare costs. And that's, you know, you just don't want to get, you don't want to go down that road, so to speak. Yeah, one of my uh, favorite uh, uh, colleagues in the business uh, in Green Bay, she just uh, unfortunately had to take uh, her, a leave of absence that became permanent because of being in a car accident that was not her fault and the brain injury, uh, being unable to read. She can't read. The, uh, the, the letters jump off the page and kind of appear in 3D and mess up with her brain. So uh, I, I get what you're saying about the potential for something like this. Um, let's talk about winter driving, because here in Colorado, of course, we get those slick days, and it does seem like people don't understand how much extra braking distance they need. Yeah, well, what's really interesting is, uh, mentioned State Patrol, they just came, up, came out with some new data just a few days ago, indicating that most speed-related fatal crashes happen in the winter. Most speed-related injury crashes happen in the winter and during winter months. And so that kind of left us scratching our heads. Why, why is that? And it has a lot to do with our, our wintry driving condition. It means that people are just driving too fast for conditions. When it's snowy and icy out there, again, they get overconfident. They don't think they think their vehicle can handle it, and they get into a crash. So that's a huge wake-up call that we all need to go be going a little bit slower in those wintry driving conditions. Well, Sam Cole, CDOT Safety Communications Manager, I wish we had more time uh, because what you're talking about is so important for our drivers, our listeners who are uh, getting behind the wheel to adhere to. So uh, hopefully the message is hitting home and uh, we hope that uh, we talk to you again in a month, Sam Cole. Uh, as we leave this hour of conversation, what would you like to leave listeners with a takeaway as a message? Well, um, it's not all doom and gloom. Actually, um, we, this year we just, or last year we saw fatalities decrease in the state for the first time in many years. Last year was a top year for traffic deaths. Um, I'm sorry, the year before was. Last year we're down a little bit. So we're starting to see those good behaviors um, start to creep up. And um, we just want people to keep it up for in, in 2024. So encouraging words there. Thank you, Sam. And Amber Shipley, who we spoke to earlier, the communications manager for Region 2. From this hour of conversation, what would you like to be the quick takeaway for our audience for this extra show? Well, obviously, um, you know, Sam talked a lot about safety for um, drivers on the road, which is what we're concerned with. That's our whole purpose is to make sure the traveling public is safe. And as I mentioned earlier, um, we really want um, people to respect our construction crews and our maintenance workers to keep them safe. So, you know, by going slowly, treating them with respect, we can reach that goal. All right. Amber Shipley, so glad to have you here along with Sam on the Extra today. Thank you. 
And to our listeners, thank you for joining in this hour of conversation. I'm your host, Shannon Bernias. Tom Martino is up after the break.